Welcome, listeners, to the very first episode of Almost Professional, our podcast where we're going to be reviewing anything from movies to TV series to... That's pretty much it. Maybe books. Maybe books, if we really, really want to get into it. So, without further ado, my name is Jacob. I'm here with Cole, who's my co-host. And by co-host, we're only equal to the same level. It's not a nepotism thing. I don't know how it would be. Anyway. I'm God. I am God. Alright, so we decided for the first episode we're going to do Archer, which is a great show, but kind of hard to watch sometimes in my opinion. I've never had a problem. I might also be slightly narcissistic, so I find it relatable. That helps. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of Archer, at least watched the first season, but if you haven't, um, he's a spy. For pretty much a discount secret service agency known as ISIS, which is also kind of insulting. <laughs> uh, uh, I love that later on they have to change the name because of the actual ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> it's because literally the terrorist organization. It's like they got the donut domain name. <laughs> but anyway, so um. I don't know if you want to just dive on into the first episode. Yeah. All right. So the first episode, um, essentially, pretty much, I mean, it just kind of just jumps into it. You know, it starts with Archer, who's the main character and the owner of Isis's son, um, who talking about narcissism is all kinds of into himself, way too into himself and kind of just an asshole to every single person that he knows. Um, and I believe it's, doesn't it start off with like him being interrogated? Yeah, it's like I think it starts off with him being interrogated by the, but it's a, it's a it's a training at ISIS. Oh yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, the whole thing is, and he doesn't take it seriously at all, which is part of the thing. It's him. He doesn't take anything. Go kart battery. Yeah, it's a go kart battery. Yeah, which again I find like incredibly disturbing is that like fucking the picture of Mallory with Duchess her dog. And she's nude, and it's like a black and white felt like portrait. Instantly stands out. It's like it's not even like not even thirty minutes in. I, I think I was writing something down whenever I heard that, so I I didn't see that part. It was so. it was disturbing. It was highly disturbing. <laughs> Getting a portrait done with your dog while you're naked. Oh yeah, <laughs> but they have absolutely zero patience. Like they don't wait at all. They just dive straight into him being a complete asshole. Oh god, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the tone for the entire rest of the series. Like that is who he is. It's great. I mean they they stick to it at least. <laughs> I mean yeah no it's it's completely consistent all the way through for sure. Um it's a particular brand of kind of dark humor I think. It's my favorite. I love dark humor. It's by far the best kind of humor, I'd say. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's that's good. I like it. Um, it, it's it's different. It's really, really, really different, but in a good way for sure. That the the whole episode for the first one was about how much money Archer has been embezzling right on his expense account for his missions, and I I wrote down the question of. Uh, how much do you think he's actually embezzled? Oh, it's got to be a ton. It's I mean, gotta, I mean, it's got to be ridiculous. Yeah, five star hotels, fucking the best food he can get, all everything is top notch, the most expensive. Oh, call girls, sorry, call girls. Yeah, at everywhere. a certain level, it becomes call girl. It's no longer hooker, you know. Well, no, it's they're they're hookers when they're dead. Oh, that's right, <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> what a great distinction. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Uh, I, I remember I, I wrote down that uh, it said on his profile that it was $12,345. But uh, at the end of the episode, the secret mole was trying to get $50,000 from Archer's account. So it had to be far more than $12,000. There's no way that it was just that. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no way. Also, he looks into his main his account, and he's like, oh, my God, I spent that much money? So. But I feel like he's been doing it for a while. He's been. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been. Probably since he started. Putting debt on other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, the mole happened. It was the golf cart battery guy. Is that who it was? Yeah. That, that's who it was? That was the mole? Yeah, that was the mole. I guess I didn't notice that part. Yeah. It, it's hard. I think he had a scar on his face or something. He, yeah, he does. Yeah, it was like one of the more notable things. I think, and this is jumping to the end of that first episode, but one of the most hilarious things is that he finds the entire like staff, the main staff at ISIS, to be so fucking appalling and so horrible that he gives up his human shield just to tell them how shitty they are, so Archer can blow them away. Like he gave up his life just to tell them how shitty of like the people they are. Yeah, they are. They're, that's how they're bad awful. they are. Like that sets the tone. What, is how she like that's how terrible they are. What season was it that we were just watching? I don't know. Like, that was like season four or five. It was. It was in maybe there. maybe even six. But like it was. <laughs> everybody in ISIS, like Cyril, was passed out, and it seemed like everybody in ISIS was just going in there and raping him. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, was just like, like nobody was doing anything about it. No, I mean Lana like was like, all right, you can stop. All right, uh-huh. but then somebody else sees him and is like, Cyril. That wasn't even someone. It was the other, it was the gay dude. In there. Yeah, it was yeah. the gay. Yes, was... And I mean, he to be honest, Cyril's kind of a dick. Like he ends up being oh, real yeah. shitty in the later he's... seasons, but does he? Oh, dude, he's not a good guy. Well, he's cheated on Lana like I don't know how many times. Oh yeah, I know like. He is inherently not great, but I never thought of him as guy. a actual bad guy. He's he's so not. I don't know. It's like it's, none of them are really bad guys. They're oh just my god! We just guys. talked about them raping each other. Like they're bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they they're not trying to rule the world, even though they have the capabilities of doing so. Well, yeah, but that's not what a bad that's not what defines a bad guy. Or destroy the world. Like they have the capabilities of ruining everything for everyone in the entire world, and they choose not they choose to stop the people that are doing that. Yeah. They are not great people. They do it mostly for money, though. They do it. Yes, it's it's the what's the the monorail contradiction or problem where if you have a mon- a train coming down the railroad tracks and it's going to five tied up people mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to switch it to the other side of the tracks and there's only one person what do you do? I think everyone in the show would just keep walking probably and just be like no nah, it's not i'm not a part of the equation no nope, not my problem if i'm not a part of the equation i can't feel bad about it i mean just do whatever's easiest honestly yeah like does it expend more physical effort to pull the lever or just to keep walking you know <laughs> that's normal i don't know i i can understand how if you're not a part of the equation it's harder to feel bad about it i'm thinking i think if you look at 
people tied up on a track knowing a train's You're coming to kill them. Equation. Like, no you matter are, what. You if, are now in that. If you lay eyes on it, then you're part of it. Whether you can do anything about it or not, like you're, it doesn't matter if you keep you're walking. There. You're, yeah, you're, you're stuck kind of in this bond. You're kind of stuck in it for sure. Um, but that seems like what they would all do. They would just walk away. Sure. Um, one thing I did notice too is that like Archer's actually a fantastic spy. Like throughout. Oh yeah. He's actually like he's he's really good at what he does, except he doesn't ever take anything seriously, which is the downfall. Yeah. And that's almost immediately pointed out in the first episode, too. Yeah. It's like, he, with the interrogation, doesn't take it seriously, and then with the rest of everything, every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of more underlying problems that I don't know about mm-hmm. that I haven't seen in later episodes. Right. Because I think I've watched up to, I think I've watched through Vice, which is season seven, I think. I don't remember. And I know seen a couple of those and i haven't seen that since 2015 2016 yeah so it's been about five years well uh one other thing too um krieger was fucking food yeah that needs to be pointed out he's a food rapist <laughs> he, <laughs> like what is I, that? I know he's very weird and very strange in the later episode in the later part of the series but the first episode you see him they're talking about him fucking food. Yeah, like you can't leave your food in the fridge because he's gonna he's gonna stick his dick in it. It's a it's a trust thing, Krieger. Yeah, like that's insane. Whenever but... you fuck, whenever you violate someone's food, that violates their trust. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. That that's so messed up too. <laughs> One thing I almost forgot about was like the Archer was the one who started the rumor. Of the, no, mole? the mole. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even knowing that there actually was yeah. one, just because he had spent so much money. He's trying, to, he's trying to blame it on a fictitious mole that actually existed. And he had no idea. I I do need to talk to you. Why? There's a mole. <gasps> Gasp! You should. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> that pretty much sums up the first episode. I mean, it, like, it really just kind of lays out the overall theme. Oh, yeah. Of what the show's going to be about. The fact that I think you could almost do that with any show, like have someone who is so good at their job, it would almost work with almost any job. You can make a show with anybody. Mm-hmm. Except for the writers. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> it's so good at their job and just so non-caring about it. But I think being a, a secret agent is just the most perfect thing you could do. Oh, yeah. He goes around and just tells everyone. Yeah, he doesn't keep a secret at no, all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't keep his... Yeah, I'm, I'm Sterling Archer from ISIS. Codename Duchess. Which... I mean, weren't we just... The episode we were just watching, which is like season six, like you pointed out, weren't they worried about some dude stealing like all their agents' like names or something like that? It's like a list or... I thought there was an episode in there somewhere about that, even though he blabs about who he is <laughs> yeah, he, every time. It doesn't matter. That's I know they were the one one of the ones we watched was them on the bayou and yeah. in the swamp and he was like, I'm Sterling Archer from ISIS. This is Lana Kane from ISIS. And she says, stop. stop. No, stop. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not supposed to not at all. Like you watch James Bond. I mean, yeah, he says he's James Bond, but he's like he doesn't not like no. James Bond in my six. The second episode, he's like, 
So what, what? You compare yourself to Cyril saying, what, you compare yourself to James Bond? Well, I don't like to make that point. But yes, Cyril! <laughs> what are you even doing in this situation? I'm shooting back! Is that the second episode? I think... The diversity hire episode? No, no, it's... I think that's the third episode because uh, it's the one where Cyril kills the hooker. Almost kills the hooker. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, was it... So, like, in episode two, the diversity hire, and, like... We should have rewatched that, because we both can't really remember that one. I know his name was Conrad. I know it was a black Jewish double agent. Yeah. Which is... It's just weird. It's such a weird character. It's it's (laughs) double the diversity. Exactly. (laughs) You only have to hire one, I guess, if it's double. Wasn't it because uh, Crenshaw was some sort of minority and that's why they had to hire him he was like a russian dude i thought probably something like that which is asian um yeah (laughs) okay okay (laughs) whatever sure fuck off (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i don't remember much of that literally except for the fact that like he loses a hand i think like he was trying to seduce lana or something just because or they're they're into each other i like that he was like a voice of reason. He, he, I think he was almost the same as Crenshaw. Because he, he gets to the end of the episode, and I think he's like, you guys are fucking weird. <laughs> Why is everyone so crazy? Right? You know what I just noticed? Yeah. The notes I took for episode three were supposed to be for episode two. So I have no idea what happened in episode three. Was that I killing think... Utney? Or was that episode four? <laughs> I took notes and they're fucking useless to me. <laughs> we took notes differently. I just kind of wrote shit down throughout the season. And Fair you, enough. I try to be specific because I thought you'd have like fantastic notes. Oh no, I'm uh, a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> Talking about setting the theme for the rest of this <laughs> series. Well, now that now that I've seen yours, it's gonna it's gonna go a lot better. Yeah, because I gotta get the really bad episode out of the way. Welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> we we understand that it's just going to be a process so for anybody who cares any listener i don't have a fucking clue what episode three is about now i'm pretty sure it was the one where uh oh he killed the hooker isn't it i think he thinks he did yeah and no, then he, yeah he thinks he did yeah and then lana's like Arch- archer's helping quote unquote but not really helping and lana's freaking out because she thinks that cereal's cheating on her or something like that uh, I think she just thinks something's up with because uh, him and Archer, Cyril and Archer left, and they lied to Lana saying that uh, they're doing something for Scatterbrain Jane. Yeah, you already know way more about it than I do. Are you googling right now? I am. Uh, so the second episode was. The one that we were talking about. The diversity hire. No. Oh. No. The second episode was... It's called Training Day. That's the one where Cyril is getting trained by Archer. That's what it was. Right. And then episode three was diversity diversity hire. hire. So I just fucked my notes up. Which is why this podcast is called Almost Professional. We're almost there. That's right. Fuck yeah. We we are ready and willing to deliver you almost accurate news <laughs> <laughs> of a show that was made in 2010 which is 11 years ago 
a long time ago. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts in my soul. <laughs> All right, so we cleared up with that. Was so the diversity hire was episode three? Episode two was Cyril getting trained by Archer, and then episode four was killing Utney. The dude who's supposed to be giving him like funding or whatever, like an ISIS contract for the UN, a UN contract for ISIS. That makes more sense. Yeah, I remember. And then like he ends up because then it's that really old Russian spy dude. Uh, or German guy working for the Russians. Yeah. And he has got like really young wife. They're having a. She's nineteen. Yeah, but she's, <laughs> but they're like married. Or she some wants shit. a baby. Yeah, bad, bad. Why in later series she's walking around with a doll and like a, and they're pretending oh, yeah. like it's that was real. Episode ten, wasn't it? Something. Both like, of yeah. them are pretending it's real for whatever reason. <laughs> like everyone goes along with all this crazy shit <laughs> and just acts like it's completely fine and it's not. It frustrates me. I actually do have a child here. It's it's it blows my mind. Like I don't I, I don't know if I could ever live my life that way. To be honest, I don't know if I could ever live my life as calmly as they do about the most random crap Just that they do. Living a lie the entire time. Basically. I would be furious. Two it's... minutes, two minutes into living that life, and I'd be fucking livid. <laughs> Episode five, <laughs> <laughs> by far my favorite though, one of the entire season. You gotta. Uh, remind me. It's the Honeypot episode? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Favorite episode of all time. Archer, really, he's so pissed off because he can't get a gay guy to sleep with him. Yeah. Like he's, his ego is so large. He's so self-important. Yeah. That he believes that anybody would want to have sex with him. It's still blue eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway... So, like, yeah, because he has to be the honeypot, which he loves, but it's for a male target. And he, he like, he refuses the mission, and his, <laughs> yeah. his mom finally makes him do it. And so he's, like, completely decked out in the gayest gay thing of all time. Like, his shirt says, got dick on it. Like, super homosexual. <laughs> and he gets turned Are down. Are you asking if I have a penis? Or... <laughs> yeah, is it rhetorical? <laughs> and, like... The fact that he gets turned down makes him want to have gay sex with this guy to prove that he can't be turned down. Like, it's so funny to me. And the gay guys help him, don't they? Those... The two homosexual, yeah, the two homosexual eight Castro spies or whatever. Like, first off, the, the gay dude he's targeting works for Castro, who's against gay dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, Which, that's one of the main things about it. That's the whole episode premise is he's uh, blackmailing Mallory, isn't the, Yeah, I can't remember. I cannot remember his name now. Ramon? Okay, if you want to go stereotypical, I guess. Jose, I perhaps? I think it was actually Ramon. I don't know if I enjoy your particular brand of racism, Cole. <laughs> if it's not Ramon, I'm going to be very upset now. <laughs> I have no idea. Google. Ramon. It was, it was Ramon. Ramon? Okay. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, what? Ron Perlman did the voice of Ramon. Really? I didn't. I would never have thought that. Isn't that a white dude? Yeah, he played uh, the original Hellboy. That's what I thought. So they got Hellboy to voice the gay Hispanic guy? Or was it was he Cuban? He's Cuban. Why? Well, I mean, why? They couldn't have found a gay Cuban? Like, what? Are you, are you being woke right now? A little bit. Like, <laughs> gay Cubans should play gay Cubans. Mark Cuban, perhaps. I love that uh, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 played uh, Charles in one of the uh, gay fucking the, uh, the mercenaries. Other, the other two happen to be gay spies. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mercenaries, whatever. 
or something. They just have a mortgage, man. Yeah, that's it. I like those two though because they actually like they were so nice to Woodhouse. Talk up Woodhouse, yeah. Some finally some some credit Woodhouse's way. Like in this season, to the point uh, where they physically threaten Archer if he if he dares to throw these clothes out. I will fly to New York and throw acid in your face. Yes, it's gorgeous face. Right in his putum. Putum. Yeah, but completely like, and they help him too. Yeah, they they do a lot for him. Yeah, those two were confusing. That yeah, I think they show up later on too. So, oh, probably. You can't just throw away those two. I think they only show up for one episode. What are their names, Cole? How dare you put me on the spot? Like I think that. one of them was Charles. <laughs> I think the one that uh, was voiced by Tom Lennon. Yeah, so Charles. Charles. I don't remember the other one. Xavier. The other one was the one that was like, "Thank you." If his name is not Xavier. That would upset the shit out of it. That's going to bother me now. I might have to know his name. Now, Rudy. Well, okay. <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. I still can't believe that Ron Perlman did the voice of Ramon. Dude, I know! <laughs> like, why? I have no... He did a good is, job. Is, is Wikipedia lying to me? It's Wikipedia, so probably. <laughs> Do you want? If you want to get a C on your homework... Choose Wikipedia. That's what I did every time. Oh my god! I'm the morning of. It was. It was Ron Perlman. That just blows my mind. Why? I, he did a good job. He did a very good I job. I didn't know he did that. <laughs> Fucking Ron Perlman. Okay. He did Slade and Teen Titans. I could see that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but I could but see it, that. But his voice was so menacing. What a diverse cast of characters, Mr. Perlman. Man. I didn't know he did voiceover work like that. <laughs> then again, even in the one movie they show his face, it's bread. So, <laughs> I think he's in a lot of stuff, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's Ron Perlman. Yeah. I, I know I've seen him. Like, wasn't he a biker in something? He was a biker. Was he in Sons of Anarchy? Maybe. He was in Sons of Anarchy. I literally there just it typed is. in Ron Perlman. It was like, Ron Perlman, Sons of Anarchy. Like, all, right, all right. Okay, whatever. Chill out, Ron Perlman. <laughs> uh, he was in Kid Cannabis. I remember that because there's an image on uh, <laughs> there's an image on Google that the the guy that was on Kid Cannabis looks very similar to me. Like the main oh, character. that's right. And he's it looks like I'm smoking weed with Ron Perlman. You, I mean, dude, it's a, it's almost uncanny. It is with it, the blur. It's, it's a little creepy. <laughs> So, like, if y'all want to know what Cole looks like, Google Kid Cannabis. And I'm the uh, guy on the front cover. I'm probably a lot bigger than that motherfucker. I've been, uh, I have been compared to Moby. So, you get a rough estimate of what I look like. Bald, <laughs> um, sensual. Very sensual. Lust, lustful voice. I don't know. What is Moby? Come and get me, children. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Delete this episode. We Delete it. Restart. Start over. Now that we're in a good mood, we can actually start over and <laughs> do it correctly. No, I can't. It's so low. I, I finally got it out. <laughs> uh, I don't even this know whole first up. episode is just going to be us laughing the entire time and talking about the first fucking five episodes of Archer. I mean, there's and there's Ron ten. Perlman. Ron Perlman has become the new center of my universe. He, it, yeah. God, that I chin, though. I agree. But he eats a good buff. I, pr- 
Probably. I mean, like, that's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. So, so let's just slide on into episode six. Which one is that one? Scorpio. That's the one with the really big, I don't remember what nationality he is, actually. But anyway, he's like an arms dealer. And Lana was tasked with going and stopping him from dealing arms. Pretty much, but like she uses it as a vacation because the, the thing's going on on like a mega yacht. Oh, yes, yes. And so she okay, uses yeah. the vacation because Cyril gets it's clingy cute, as hell. Yeah, and they're all everyone in ISIS is telling him how, yeah, don't worry about it. She's probably just uh, getting raped right now and then chopped into little bits. Oh, yeah. Every, all of them. All of them. Are completely <laughs> fucking with Cyril. What I think is fantastic is at the very beginning, though, whenever. Mallory's talking to Archer about the assignment and giving him all the details just to tell him that Lana has the job and he doesn't. Yeah. Like, that's how it starts off. <laughs> a whole, like, five-minute bit of that. Yeah. The entire thing. Like, you think he's going to get it. And then he's even asking about, like, updating his kitchen and stuff, like how much money he's going to make off of it. But, like, the, the fucking spoon, man. You remember the spoon? I guess I don't remember the spoon. Like, whenever Archer goes to rescue her, or Mallory's observing the whole thing from the... What was the... The, the chum guzzler. The, the, yes! Her <laughs> and the head of the KGB, Nikolai... Whatever. What? Beat-off or whatever? What is Archer's? It's Nikolai something. I think he calls him Beat-off. Something like that. But <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be going on like a vacation on a chum guzzler. supposed to be i think she she was told it was like a really nice yacht yeah and she was like really looking forward i'll be looking out for you on the on a boat distantly the nice yacht distantly and then she's chum guzzler yeah yeah and it's just a shitty ass boat yeah it's something i can't even remember what she said but she, she's like i told you oh yeah it was nicola i was like i told you it was a nice boat and she's like yeah so imagine my surprise whenever i saw the chum guzzler <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grab a beer. Can you grab me a Pepsi, please, sir? I'm gonna grab you a Pepsi, sir. So, yeah, they're on the Chum Guzzler, and she's watching Lana on the mission, and she sees Scorpio carrying her away, but it's from the back. So, you don't see her, like, her face or anything. But, she... so, like, Mallory thinks that she's getting kidnapped. And, um, so she calls an archer to come out and help. And so he's, like, fighting in scuba gear and stuff, because he's going to rescue her and everything. Um,. But you don't find out until later in the like in the episode that she's just having a good time, like she's having fun, and she's but she's holding this wooden salad spoon for no reason. Like where would you get? It? I mean, I don't know. But she's got the wooden spoon, right? And then like later, after the and this is way later in the episode, but the three way with Scorpio and Archer, Lana and Archer. Like, yeah. Now Scorpio's holding the spoon, and there's a bunch of chocolate sauce like everywhere. But they never actually say what the spoon was used for. I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah, I did because it bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> and at first, it was the uh, like at first it was just her holding the spoon, and I was like, "Why do you have a spoon? Like what?" And well, then, I, so it was obviously for the chocolate fountain, right? No. They never said what it was for. Oh, I got it. It had to be for well, the chocolate fountain. It's a salad spoon, though. Like I didn't have, a, I didn't have chocolate but or anything. Archer murdered the man that was in charge of the chocolate fountain. Right. 
And then, was it then that they got the spoon? No. No, it was like Mallory on the Chum Guzzler, uh, watching <laughs> Lana getting carried around by Scorpio on the mega yacht. She had the spoon. She thought that she was getting kidnapped, but she was just drinking champagne and holding a spoon. And then later, after they have their three-way, they're all laying in bed, and Scorpio's holding that same wooden spoon. Ah, okay. And they like make reference to, like, you shouldn't use it for that or whatever, but like they never say what happened with it. So it's just like weird. <laughs> I guess I didn't notice that at all. It's just it's like a random detail that I mean it's easy to kind of overlook I'm sure but yeah I'm, yeah there's a lot of stuff that I remember thinking I don't I don't, I don't remember that happening and I guess I overlooked a lot. I also have watched a lot more movies and gotten a lot more references than they did since I was 19. Sure. This the sure. Time. I think if we knew everything that happened in there, it'd be called Professional, which is a dumb name for a podcast. Very dumb. Yeah. Because we're not. And why would you do all the work when you can only do partial amounts of the work? Yeah. And brand yourself as such. <laughs> Weird tactical geniuses. Weird geniuses for sure. Move over, Forbes. Yeah. Dumbasses. <laughs> you might be rich now, but we'll be rich in the future. Maybe. Way in the future. Way, like, and not probably from this at all. No, not, yeah, not from anything, probably. We are going to look back at this and be very cringed out. No, I'm going to love it. This will be my, I'm going to have this playing constantly on loop at my gravesite. Because <laughs> obviously they're going to have... Coming out of the ground. They're going to have gigantic iPads as headstones in the future. Okay. I call, let's still call it the iHome, because that's where your body lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home. Oh, I gave me a good uh, idea for play though. It's just a guy. You know how they say, "Honey, I'm home," when they want like come in, but he's gonna shoot himself in the head and then say, "Honey, I'm dead." And then, are you Lady McDebathing me right now? Debathing? Are you Lady McDebathing <laughs> me right now? I totally am. I totally oh, am, bro. I got you. Uh, I bet at the end of the day, she gets uh, home and just all she wants to do is take a Lady McBath. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to hold that. I tried not to do that. There was so much silence. (laughs) You sit. You sit with what you did. Good lord. All right. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so season six we're still talking about, or season one, episode six, Scorpio. Like, one of the running themes of that entire episode was Archer getting a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, constantly, which would have been a fantastic idea, because I think in that same episode they talk about him knocking up his cleaning lady, like, four times. (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, in the... I'm thinking of the episode we just watched, so that's not even a part of this, so. No. No. But. Ooh. Big thing about that episode is that Mallory admits to Nikolai that uh, Archer is his son. Yeah. Maybe. Well, she she's she very he, certain when she talks to him about it because yeah. the mega yacht blows up and she thinks it's. He's dead, so she's like, oh no, our son! And he's like, our son? You know, freaking out. Yeah. And then, like, a, whoever the hell, I can't even remember who wrote this, or who made this series, 
But the next episode, she's like, eh, it might be you, you know, it might be the leader of Odin, which is the other agency that they hate. It might be like three other people. Or Buddy Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on now. So that pissed me off. <laughs> it's whatever. It's also, like when they're, they're chilling in there in Fort Kick-Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Back at ISIS. And, uh, like, they blend Cyril's phone up in the blender, and they're all still drinking the drink with blended phone in it the entire time. Why? Why not just make a different drink? You really want to say this, so I'm going to let you say this line. I'm sorry. Are you addressing me? Because uh, your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> yeah. It's your favorite line from the episode, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably from season one. For some reason, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Krieger. <laughs> Krieger spat out a couple good lines in that episode. Oh, yeah. It's... Especially like when they're talking about his expense account or something. It was his tax something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. He, he is a... Uh, I don't remember what it was either, but he they make it seem like he has this huge amount of money that he was supposed to spend and he forgot all about it. Mm. And then everyone else in the room is like, Oh dude, you're just throwing away money at that point. What the hell's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? And then he just loses his fucking mind yep. over like $623. Yeah. <laughs> Enough that he burns the entire place down. Like, all the mainframes, everything is burned. <laughs> yeah. For $600 <laughs> in true Krieger fashion though. Oh, like, I love Krieger. I'm going to do the nut job. <laughs> like, he's a good character, though. Mysterious. Mis- I don't, well, I don't know about mysterious. Well, I want to know more about him. Sure, but at one point he had, like, horrible clones in his basement. Like, <laughs> in, I, future it, seri- in the future of the series. Yeah, yeah. And they're all just, like, dismorphed. 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 I was thinking of the word dysmorphia. And I was like, that's not it at all. They have. They just, I mean, they progressively get better, but they're still creepy as shit. Yeah, the the last one had just long fingers and an eye on the forehead. Yeah. Which, sexy. If you're into that. Yeah. I agree. You have to recognize that in 4K ass. (laughs) Always. Oh, yeah. Tear up Cyril's phone. And... Well, yeah, because he's clingy as hell. Like he, oh, dude. that episode is the beginning of him, to, in my opinion, being a complete dick. Yeah, and it's just how fucking clingy he is. Because that in the rest of the season is practically him worried that he's sleeping with or Lana sleeping with Archer. That's the episode where he just breaks down and doesn't even know the full story yet, and he fucks Carol, Cheryl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And he doesn't. Uh, He's not getting blackmailed yet about it. No, because it hasn't happened. None of it's happened. Like, he's he just assumes bad things are happening with those two, so he's like, I'm just going to revenge fuck Carol. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What have I done? That fuck pisses me off. I know. Way more than Archer ever has. Uh, and you find out in later seasons that he's slept around with more women while they were dating. Like, he was cheating on her with the hooker, who eventually is pregnant with his kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you don't find that out until later. Oh, in season one, you just find out that he slept with... Uh, Carol. Carol, Cheryl. Carol and Cheryl are the same person, if you exactly. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... When did you change your name to Carol? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, yeah. 
Uh, something like, I had to legally change because you wouldn't stop calling me fucking Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> That was season. That was episode two. Was it? Yeah, was it was one of the best lines, in my opinion, of the entire season. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's he fucks scatterbrain Jane, uh, Carol, that French chick from uh, Otis. Is that what it is? Odin. Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Barry's uh, engaged to be engaged lady friend. And it's implied that he had relations with Mallory, Archer's mom. Do you just, do you have relations or does she just dom fuck the shit out of you? Dom fuck the shit out of you. I mean, do you, do you participate or are you like a prop at that point? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, something's gotta be going on, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I can't even fathom what that would be like. I mean, are we going to get into the topic of what it would be like to fuck Mallory? Let's. Let's. <laughs> okay. I we think she's had some pretty damn good experience. Well, yeah. There's f- at least five potential people that could be Archer's dad. And I don't know. I'm sure I've seen worse. In cartoon land. In cartoon still, land. We were talking about a, a cartoon. That's. Huh. <laughs> I don't like what this is doing to us, man. I don't know. I feel like she just kind of takes control of whatever. Probably. Like, that's just the type of person that she is, I'd imagine. Probably. Yeah. I don't think you you agree or disagree. I think she just makes it happen. (laughs) Especially if you're cereal. Yeah. (laughs) 12 inches of it. What? Yeah, you don't remember that? No. It's... (laughs) They're going through uh, the health insurance uh-huh. uh, forms and uh, in Mallory's computer, and she's uh, Pam's like, "Holy shit, Cyril! Cyril's trying to get a penis in what? What is it? A penis reduction uh, reduction penis size surgery? Really? Yeah. And you know, uh, she." Lana comes in and starts spouting off some shit, and she's like, I don't know. I just remember uh, Pam at one point being like, yeah, you probably got 12 good reasons for staying with Cyril. No shit. Yeah. I hate him even more now. <laughs> He's a tripod. He's a fucking He's tripod. He's a tripod. That what? mother... <laughs> what? Why is he complaining so much? Right. How are you going to complain? I don't know. Does anything else matter at that point? Could have been a porn star. I mean, I, no, I'm i not going to say that out loud. I'm not going to no. talk about my thing. No, I was saying Cyril could have been a porn star. Oh, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was about to say, I was about to make a joke about myself. And I was like, I'm not going to admit that on air. <laughs> but I could have. But I could have made that joke. But, like, seriously, why are you bitching? Like you no no that makes me hate him even more. He complains way too much, way too much to have a wiener that size. <laughs> no, no, he could probably dry his eyes with that thing. <laughs> dab 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 dab. Or oh wow, yeah. Season seven, Sky or season seven, episode seven, Skytanic. 
Yeah. It's why is the why is it 1950s I have, themed? I have researched a lot about blimps for some reason. Like <laughs> airships. It, I yeah. I think this episode is one of the ones that pissed me off the most. <laughs> of the most. Because, like, the entire thing, everyone's worried about, well, Archer's worried about helium and its combustibility. No, what? Was it helium that wasn't combustible? I think I have it written down there. I don't know. But either way, whatever. F- oh, yeah, this helium isn't flammable. So he's thinking about oxygen, whatever they have in there that's being flammable. And it's helium and it's not flammable. And he never understands that through the entire episode. And so he's constantly smacking people or trying to smoke or fucking stopping people from shooting guns. Because he's like, the helium! It's going to blow! That's our biggest investor. Yeah. But yeah, so with the helium and like freaking out. And that really bothered the shit. It just bothered me. Because he's like, it was multiple, it was repeated multiple times that the helium is not going to blow. It's not going to do it. But. One of my favorite parts of the entire episode is the miscommunication between Gillette and Archer mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh, defusing the bomb? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say okay at the beginning of this? Yeah, I said okay, like, okay, let's do this. Archer, <laughs> when you're on comms, you say Roger to affirmative that you understand. What the other person is saying. Right. <laughs> oh, well, Roger. <laughs> Whatever. And Alana gets on there and she says, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, so she can say okay. <laughs> uh, the last uh, letter of it was uh, M for Mancy. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets uh, lost in translation. It's, the last one is M for Pantsy. You should know a lot about that. <laughs> and that's what, like, yeah. Yeah, because he's gay and Nancy's a derogatory term for gay people. Yeah, and you think that would just solidify the fact that it'd be Nancy, not whatever the hell Nancy is supposed to mean. Yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> what the fuck is Nancy? I love whenever they get to the, uh, the blue blue wire with white stripes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You cut the blue wire with the white stripes. Uh, and there's two of them identical. Right. <laughs> there's there's two of them. You got to cut the one that's more blue. It's it's not fucking rocket science here, Archer. Lana even chimes in, uh, no, uh, buddy. <laughs> they look exactly the same. They look very similar. One's more blue than the other. What the fuck are you talking about? They're exactly the same amount of blue. And that's whatever he cuts one of them and then starts speeding up and then it's understood that he said Mancy, not Nancy. Yeah. Which it still bothers the crap out of me. Oh no, he didn't cut either of them because he cut the green he one. Cut the green wire after he that whole thing happened. Yeah, unless it sped it up. Um The entire time, by the way. So like whenever they couldn't figure it out how to defuse it, um Lana and Cyril like, Cyril shows up and they end up pushing the bomb off the plane and bombing whales <laughs> without thinking about it. But, yeah, it ends with, like, Cyril saying, like, we really need to talk. Like, because the entire time throughout that episode, 
um, Carol is blackmailing him into getting him to sleep with her. Yeah. So he so he he's finally trying to like fess up because he's really good at choking. He's got to be really good at choking. Apparently, with one thing or the other. I don't well, the, know. The first whatever they fuck in Mallory's office, you can. Oh, she's got like bruising around her yeah, neck. Yeah, like, she's like Jesus Christ, Cyril. Yeah, like they put that in, which was a weird detail, but it, yeah, because <laughs> they don't explain that she likes that stuff. I don't think up until then. No, they, I think they do. because oh. there's an episode. There's an episode earlier where she's talking about like there's nothing more intimate than being murdered. Oh yeah, yeah. She she gets real weird real she quick. Re- it's like the first episode's like. Just a normal secretary, and then after that, it's like, holy fucking shit, she's weird. Yeah. I think there's, like, I think there's good character development, and then I think there's Carol character development, (laughs) and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, because she's drinking glue at some, like, drinking glue at some (laughs) point. Chugging glue. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can even drink glue like that. But she gets really, really fucking weird. Like, really weird. And it's awesome. It's, it's... It, it works in Archer. I mean, yes. it, it's only in Archer, though. Like, if you had a Carol in anything else... If, if there was a Kurt Carol in The Office. Like, I, I mean, that would kind of be like Creed. Is it one named Carol? Yeah, probably. At some point, I feel like there's a Carol in there. You've watched it way more times than I have. Yeah, I have. You think I'd know, but I don't. I know Creed seems a lot like a Carol, but they don't really go too far into Creed. No, Creed doesn't like getting choked and drinking glue. He's just kind of an old, crazy old man. Yeah, that has murdered someone. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, it's, it was Halloween. It's fine. He kind of had the same character development, though. Like, he was like kind of like a normal dude at first. And then the more they, I don't know, played on him, the more he got weird. <laughs> the weirder he got. Yeah, he just ended up being weird as shit. But anyway, in the Skytanic episode, I think it's funny that they didn't even know about a terrorist. One of the terrorists thought it was fake, but Mallory knew because she called in the bomb threat just so she can get some chick named Trudy Beekman kicked out so she could take the spot because Trudy Beekman, all she wanted yeah, to talk about was her. Whole, and then there was actually a bomb? Yeah, there happened to actually be a bomb. And it was only set there by the captain because he like, he's... He's not making any money off his yeah. He threw his entire, all of his 401k into the stock. Into the Excelsior stock. Excelsior. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and his whole plan was to blow it up so that way the stock plummets it because he shorted it so he can get money out of it. <laughs> and, the, like, a couple things to note. One, they immediately assumed, sus- like, the suspicious person was the, okay, admittedly weird-looking German co-captain or whatever. Yeah, he looked very suspicious. Like he looked like a Bond character. He had a scar on his face and he everything. He looked like he would have a bomb. He did, if we're thinking about it. And then the second person to look like they would have a bomb, if you think this way, was uh, I believe his name was Beardy McTurbanhead, <laughs> who Archer immediately. Do you want to go with that? That's what the Archer called him. I don't know his actual name, but he's Sanducing. Yeah, he's a need, he's the biggest investor of this entire thing, and Archer immediately assumes he was the bomber because he's Arab. <laughs> immediately assumes it. Okay. All but, right. Yeah. So the two prime suspects were like stereotypically like it's just stereotyped essentially. Yes. Just yeah. by the way they looked. <laughs> oh, what? Because he's Muslim, he gets a pass. Yeah, that's, that's profiling. That's profiling, and it's wrong. 
Yeah. Again, particular brand of comedy. It's yeah. so fucking weird. That's like stuff I would never actually think about, though. Like to I, say that kind of shit. I hate how my mind worked in that episode because I just looked up so much of the difference of rigid airships <laughs> and blimps. Which apparently there's quite a bit, I'm sure. The Hindenburg was a rigid airship. It was not a blimp. It did not make it. It, it did not make it. No. no, it did not. No. But I guess a blimp is just something full of hot air, and uh, a rigid airship is something with metal. I'm just teaching people now. Right. No, but that, that's the key word is rigid. Yeah. Like, you ever see on a hot air to balloon deflate? It's just the whole thing's fabric or whatever they use. Yeah. But I think that's... I don't know why he just kept saying rigid airship, and then I was like, the fuck is that? I have to know. I need to know everything about a rigid airship. Well, Cole, if you watched Avatar The Last Airbender, okay. you would know. I have. Well, then you should have known. And it's... Because Fire Lord Ozai, or whatever his name had was... Had, like, a thousand of them. Had a crap ton of very large rigid airships. <laughs> Supplied and powered by Firebenders. Firebenders. Insured by Allstate. I, I will never forget the fucking... Oh, that was such a great scene, just Toph falling into the metal door. Right. And just ruining their entire perception, those the Fire Nation guys' entire perception of life. Yeah, that's <laughs> not something you do. And then do. she crawls on the top of the ceiling. It's like some sort of demon. That is creepy as hell. <laughs> that's, that's extremely creepy. It was a great, that was a great episode. What's yeah. the next, what's the next one? All right, so scooting on into episode eight, I did not write, the, I don't know the names of the episodes for eight, nine, ten, but. Okay, I could tell you. You can Google it. I can do a Google. So in episode eight, Let's though. stop looking up Excelsior. Like, Cyril is going to ask Lana to marry him. Oh, before we forget about that, since you reminded me, like, one of my favorite lines of the Excelsior episode is Archer hobbling around on his foot with a bullet hole in it or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, hooray for metaphors, you know. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, we, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right up there with phrasing. Like, yeah. yeah. Hooray for metaphors. <laughs> now the Rock is the... The Rock? Episode 8. Yeah, So because it starts off with serial telling Pam when they're drunk that he's going to ask Lana to marry him yeah. with his shit brown diamond. But, yeah, but it is a diamond. It's like the tiniest diamond Two of all time. Two months of salary, bro. That's hurtful. Like, that's, it's mostly a gold ring with like an itty bitty tiny diamond on it that's itty brown. brown. Like, that's two months of his salary right there. That is upsetting. It's also supposed to be four months, so. Yeah, so he's not the smartest guy in the world. Kind of a dick. Yeah, but they make it to this next episode, him and Lana. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. With the, so he, he says all this to Pam while they're at a party for a guy who died, and his on the banner his name is redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember that. I he guess. was already it's, dead. It said Rip Agent, and then it was redacted. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? The guy is dead. <laughs> Why? You redact his name. What the? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me at all, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I like that you're catching more small things than I am. 
mainly because I watched this all last night. <laughs> okay, I, I watched it all today, but I didn't. Like, I guess I was too busy writing shit down and looking shit up that didn't have anything to do with the fucking show. See, that's I would have if I would like. I don't know. I think I'm catching it as I'm looking up and down to like type stuff out. Okay. Yeah, but I thought that was hilarious, and that's I think this is the first episode where the phrasing thing was introduced. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so like I don't know. So phrasing which is introduced, we find out Cyril has some major daddy issues, like because he's yelling oh, yeah, about yeah. yeah yeah I do remember that scene. He's in like the, the break room or whatever, and he's just like losing his mind about his dad. Yeah yeah. What was that even about? I can't remember what he was like yelling about specifically. But I know it was some kind of daddy issue thing. Yeah I remember. Oh it was... oh yeah, he's freaking out and he's like. I can't wait to bring her home and shove his face in those big brown boobs and say, yeah, dad, look at these. I don't need to be a starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got some issues. Um, we all. And then the main premise of the entire episode is that the workers go on strike because they want to like, at, they want a huge raise because they find out like the agents make so much on their bonuses Yeah. and they don't get bonuses. Like the, just the regular employees don't get bonuses. Um, so they, they're trying to get Mallory to give him raises and stuff, which ends up just being like a cost of living adjustment. Like that's the bare minimum. <laughs> that's all they were wanting. Yeah. And she refused to the point of having to strip down naked in a elevator because they raised the temperature so high that it was impossible to stay clothed in. Yeah, they locked her in the elevator. But also, she was a field agent, a black ops field agent, for years, and she could probably survive in just about any climate. Sure. But it's gross hearing her say that there's no, she's just in there with her naked form or I'm something as, like that. I, I'm as naked as the day I was born. That's it. That's what it was. And, like, everything was fine until she dropped her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And it was like, I have a two-thirds of a gallon of... Ah, now we've got her. I will lick every drop off this floor. <laughs> but yeah. And then it shows her, like, <laughs> stringing out the gin. With her clothes. <laughs> with her clothes. Yeah. But still, like, the lengths that she went to to not have to give them a cost of living adjustment. Like, that. that's the cheapest of cheap right there. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And she's... They're making money. They have to be making money. Oh yeah, at least some. But uh, and it did it did prove very much that it's very difficult for Lana and Archer to do their jobs without the people that wanted to just live. Right. Of a cost of living adjustment. Yeah, and it got to the point about that. Um, like they are listening to Lana and Archer because they're trying to steal a big ass fat diamond. That's protected. It's in another country, but it's protected by Odin. And they're like they're almost they're getting shot at. Like they're they're about to die. Like they're on the run. They're getting hit. Like they each yeah. catch a couple bullets. And Archer's like, blind because yeah. his fucking night vision goggles weren't fucking synced up correctly. No, it was like spotlight kicked on. <laughs> yeah, but they also weren't correctly uh, adjusted. Well, none of their gear was because. They're on strike. Like, yeah. the people that do it all for them, like, when you find out really how, like, sufficient, like, what was it? Not sufficient, but, because they're not self-sufficient at all. Like, they're dependent on literally all the staff there, and it's it really, like, this episode shows exactly how how much. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so, like, they're just sitting there listening to him take bullets and Mallory screaming from the elevator to save him and stuff. And they're like, they're, they're very, Krieger. Yeah, it's it's all the way up to the point where Krieger just has to put in, like, the coordinate number. Yeah. And Krieger's like, so are you going to give us that uh, pay adjustment? Because <laughs> they were going to help him. Yeah, and they, Krieger they all, stops it all. Krieger made this entire setup. Yeah. Like, with just shit that's down there in the laundromat. Yeah. And it was insane. How he did that. Him and the other nerd, the, the Hobbit guy. I think the other guy. nerd is just the guy that can talk to people really well, and he's very good at coordinates. Well, he's well, he's the one that does that all anyway. Yeah. He does all the... The, the Hobbit fan. Yeah, he's the one that does all the the extraction stuff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, they, they were pretty much saying, like, would you give us the cost of living adjustment or your kid dies? Like, holding, holding him hostage with somebody else's hands. Yeah. And, but two like, people. Yeah. still... Still wouldn't do it. Yeah. If, the reason, if they give up their bonuses. Yeah, the only reason she did it is if they gave up money. Like, Lana had to offer up their bonuses, which Archer was still opposed to, even though he's getting taken bullets. Yeah. Like, that was the only I way think she that's, would do it. That's a big argument on my... Big part of the argument on mine of... I've We were talking about it before, that I think Archer wants to die. I just think he's... I, I don't think... I, honestly, in my opinion, I think he doesn't think he's ever going to die. And so he's fine with risking his life as long as he gets to keep what he has because he's way too into himself. And he likes he doesn't want to give up any of his money. Because he, he, I think he expects to spend that money. I think he, th- he knows he's going to live through it. And he's just never never afraid to actually die because he doesn't think he's going to. I think, I think he's, he's just so dumbfoundedly stupid whenever he does anything that it's like, you're just kind of rolling the dice here, aren't you? That'd be really crazy if he never actually that. tried to live and he just kept living. All right. So jumping into episode nine now. Um, starts off with a car chase. Lana and Archer oh, are chasing God. down this guy. And I don't know what he's doing. I can't even remember why. But they're chasing him down. I don't think they really ever gave a reason. They mm. might have. They might have. But Some kind of terrorist or something. Yeah, always. And they're trying to get him. Let him stop. And, um... So, fucking dog. Yeah, I'll cut that out anyway. But so it's, it's all good. They're trying to get him, um, and then they're arguing the entire fucking time, and then like they lose him, and then they track him back down again, and then they get hit by a truck, and so Lana is all pissed off about it, and which Archer makes some kind of joke about, well, trying to get it, talk to her, and she's not saying anything. She's like, or you can just sit there and pout, <laughs> and like Odin. Like, they're in the car upside down. They're still, like, arguing. Like, they're mm-hmm. upside down in the car after getting in a wreck. And that's all I can think about. So Odin gets the guys, and Barry slips Lana a card, like, offering a job. On her boob. On her boob. Boob. Only the one. So they're offered offer the job, and they cut. I think they just go back to ISIS after that. And, like, Mallory's pissed off because they didn't get the guy. Um... But anyway, so then, like, Mallory and Archer start arguing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know. Every episode. Every episode, they're yelling at each other. Like, everyone's always yelling at each other. But, I don't know, for some reason, hearing more and more of the background of Mallory and Archer is the most interesting thing to me. Because it's like, what did you do to ruin this human being so bad? Oh, wow. A lot. We just keep finding out more and more shit that she's done. She's the world's worst mom. Oh, oh god, yeah. The, 
but it somehow led to like a codependence like an extreme codependence oh yeah like the like in the boys where the yeah between the boys have you no okay uh never mind <laughs> reference deleted <laughs> reference deleted i don't <laughs> i can't uh, relate anything uh, but it's like the boys i'll take your word for it man <laughs> but uh yeah it's complete codependence but uh anyway so the argument ends up with archer leaving like he quits isis because he thought that the business offer like the job opportunity was for him and so he takes him up on it he just shows up at odin like asking for a job now um which so i could get there and barry and the i can't remember the, do you know the, the main guy from odin uh no, I don't. Bob Odenkirk? I don't fucking know. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> the guy from Mr. Show. The Yeah. Fucking Better Call Saul. That guy. Yeah. But, uh, I can't remember his fucking name. But he, the other possible dad of Archer. Mm-hmm. But the, and they end up giving him the job, but the only reason is because they know it would piss Mallory off completely. Yeah. And so they like, give him the job. They give him like this nice big office and everything. Oh. And she's mad that they won't fire him right to bring him back there so she puts out a burn notice on him while she's shit-faced completely shit-faced on absinthe <laughs> like all of them are yeah it's like pam carol and uh i think she was worse though oh yeah she was by far the worst because she put out a burn notice on her own son yeah so fucking the guys at odin are all pissed off about it and so barry's supposed to kill him now because they're not allowed to have him as an agent and they don't want him they just don't like him. They don't want him around. Well, he, he fucked his uh, French maid. Yeah, well... Or not the French maid. The French girl. She wasn't a maid, was she? No, she was not. She's like a secretary or something. Yeah. And, but, like, the dude, the head guy of Odin offered her up like that. Like yeah. a slab of meat. Yeah. And she was cool with it. She yeah. didn't give a shit. No, Barry was all pissed off about it. Because they're engaged they, to be engaged. Engaged to be... Oh. Put a ring on it if you like it, but yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all on him. Like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, how can you be upset I'm about sure that? it could still be, like, kind of heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. Because obviously they were seeing each other. Sure. She was just seeing everybody else at the same time. Exactly. She was totally cool with it. The speed at which he took his pants off, though. Like, he was apologizing because <laughs> he ridiculous yeah he couldn't get it up i guess like couldn't make it work like and so she's like why don't we try from behind and he's just pants are gone he's like let's like yeah why don't we try that <laughs> just fucking gone i thought i found that to be extremely impressive like i wish i could take <laughs> I my pants off that kind of fucking skill in my life exactly how much underwear i would save from doozing and mess up like my pants i just <laughs> Which I don't do. I've never done. For no. anybody listening, I don't do that at all. Not once. <laughs> but yeah, so like, Lana ends up showing up, and like they're explaining that, which Cyril, like, stows away on the plane and ride over to Odin, which is in France or something. Yeah. And um, because he's that, he's literally that clingy, that untrusting, and so they fucking get there. Which is so upsetting because of how much of a jack off he is. Yeah. He's cheated on her with everybody. Mmm. <laughs> and, uh, so, so, yeah. Like, she does the interview and stuff, and pretty much Barry's like, yeah, you have to kill Archer, and you get, you know, servants, you get the company car, you get a nice penthouse or whatever, you get the corner office, all that shit. And 
you think she's going to. You hear the gunshot. She's in the office with him. And then, like, fucking Barry goes in there and gets a lamp to the head. And Archer's still alive and still acting like a douchebag. So who's body dropped? Not, you didn't hear body drop. I do. I don't. That's why I was like, who? Do you hear You hear the drop? gunshots, and then you hear a body drop. Maybe she dropped something? Definitely. She fell down and got back up real quick? <laughs> I don't know. But either way, she still couldn't find it in herself to kill Archer, even though he's such a freaking tool. She is... I think she's still in, is she still in love with him? I think they get back together in later seasons. Oh yeah, they get back together probably multiple times. Yeah, it's pretty much multiple I think, times. I think uh, Lana is the type of person that has understood that how this life is going to be, and it's just going to be a orgy with every one of her coworkers. Pretty much, because at this point she slept with Pam. Has she slept with Pam yet? No, not in this. It's the end of season one that she sleeps with Pam. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's episode 10. But still, she slept with Cyril and Archer. Yeah. So far. And Barry. We find that out. Because uh, yeah. they they were on yeah. a mission together or something. And they're both strapped naked for some reason. Front to front on a table with a laser about to cut him in half. Yeah, and he, I don't know where he gets a mirror. I no idea. He just has a mirror and deflects the laser and back she's into like, itself. Well, really good idea to use the mirror as a deflector to destroy the laser. It's like, where the fuck would you ever get a mirror? Yeah, and he's sitting there like, thanks. And by the way, sorry for accidentally being inside of you. She's like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> One, okay, to start, where do you get the mirror? Obviously. Who, Second, how do you what get... What kind of evil mastermind gives their hostages a mirror for a laser? Dr. Evil. It, secondly, point. though, how do you get hard? You're about to get cut in half dick first with a laser beam. How do you get hard? You're on top of Lana. I don't... She's on top of you in that scenario. But still, I don't get it. No. I, couldn't, I, don't, I couldn't imagine getting hard. Knowing I'm about to get sloiced in half. Men are weird. I guess. I guess. Good thing we're not one of those. Morning wood, getting cut in half by laser wood. It did, see, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not as catchy. It's not as catchy. I mean, he wasn't looking at the laser. He was looking into her eyes. So. Oh sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, bro. We also have to, I think, touch on how much of a. Like, how much shit Barry had to deal with from Archer because his entire leg is shattered because Archer wouldn't pull him back up on top of a roof in one mission they were doing together. Just let him fall off a roof. And then secondly, he shoots him in the arm, like, in this episode. I can't even remember what the reason was, but he shot him in the arm anyway. There probably wasn't any. Oh, no! No, he, uh... The... He's fucking the French secretary... And he shoots him in the arm because, and uh, it just cuts to him shooting him in the, like, and being like, God damn it, Archer. And Archer's, you know, still inside the French girl, like, I told you not to come in here. That's right. <laughs> how do you, how do you get shot and find out that you're, the, the woman you like is getting railed by another guy all in the same <laughs> the five seconds. The most. Yeah, in the same five seconds. Oh, like, it's awesome being Barry. I hate Barry, but I feel for him. Like, oh, truly. Yeah. Like, he's he's really getting shafted. Looking at later seasons, he really gets back at our 
Archer pretty good. Oh, yeah. Without killing him, but... <laughs> yeah, it kind of comes back on him for sure. Good. <laughs> Which, yeah, is really, really good. Because that's fucked up. But then again, so anyway, Archer saves him. He She puts out a some notice from out, like Odin, then an, an Odin computer saying, like, disregard the burn notice. It was a mistake. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. so it saves Archer. He quits and goes back to Isis with her. All the fun stuff. Like, everything's back to normal, which you also, in this episode, you find out, like, how crazy Mallory is about Archer. Really does love him, and even though all this, because she's all been out of shape about him leaving. Mm-hmm. They really are, like, they both are. Like, Archer's super bad out of shape about leaving, too. Like, they both miss each other without actually wanting to say that they miss each other. Yeah, they're they're very, it's such a strange relationship. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's It really is. Yeah, it's... For it's, fictional characters, it is a very exhausting relationship to look at. It's exhausting just from the outside looking in on it. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, my God. But yeah, same joke at the very end, though, because they're yet again in a car chase. <laughs> And then getting in a wreck, and Archer's like fucked up on the hood of the car, and he's like trying to get Lana's attention. Still, he's like, or you could just sit there and pout, and then <laughs> cut to the ending scene thing. Isn't that one of your like favorite parts of the show? It is so that one reoccurring joke. They just reoccur a joke throughout the, the entire episode. It's not even the entire episode. It's just once in the beginning and once in the end. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they've done phrasing from season one to current. Well, phrasing, like, we started in episode eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you said. But. Well, they actually they actually pause it with the phrasing for a while because Archie keeps trying to get it to come back. He's like, seriously, we're not doing phrasing anymore? Oh, yeah, And then yeah, it yeah. finally comes yeah, back yeah. in, and then we'll start saying phrasing again. Um, <laughs> the writers of the show are fucking genius. They really are. Like, there's a lot of stuff I would never think about in this. Oh, yeah, no, never. No. <laughs> They're really good at the psychological shit. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, it's nice, it's fun to watch, but at the same time, it's super exhausting. Very much so. Um, so yeah, shooting into season, or I keep saying season, shooting into episode 10 now, season finale, um, Archer, near the beginning of the episode, finally finds out that Nikolai is possibly his dad, and then he also finds out about the two to three other guys that could potentially be his father. Yeah. Um... Because of, oh, in the last episode, um, uh, Lana finds out that Cyril is cheating on her because he walks in on her, well, she walks in on him sleeping with the same French chick that Archer was sleeping with. Oh, in the last episode, yeah. Yeah, in season, era, it's, fuck, they did it again, episode nine. So she finally finds out that he's cheating, so they're, they're done. But she doesn't even seem to care. Like, he doesn't run after her or nothing. He's just still inside of the French chick. But, uh. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's holding a big double-sided dildo. Another with Cyril or Archer. It was a big... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway. So, like, there's because of that, there's a new policy that co-workers can't sleep together. But Pam puts it off until, like, Friday. So it gives her an entire week. She wants to bang someone in the office. Doesn't, she, doesn't even, she doesn't even care who. It could be anybody. And so, like, she, like the entire show, she's desperately trying to get laid. Which is funny. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, how hard could it be? I mean, she's that disgusting. Like, nobody wants to sleep with her. Like, I mean, yeah, she's kind of pudgy. No holds like, barred, free, you no know, strings attached. Like, she just wants to get some. It's, yeah, it's not that 
You're telling me that d- the Hobbit guy, guy? Okay, later in the episode, listen here, later in the episode, these people, these men in this office are paying $600 to just say that they had sex with Lana. Yeah, they're buying the right to and say that from her. And she is, Pam is begging for people. Like, <laughs> to legitimately have sex with. Yeah. Which legitimately. <laughs> it does that part, yeah, that blows my mind. Now I'm getting to, I didn't ever think, I never thought of that. No, but it's true. Because they're buying but, the yeah. right to say that they slept with Lana. Yeah. And, and then, what? what is it, Gillette? He, he says later. I think his name is Ray. His name is Ray. Right, they all call him Gillette until later on. Yeah, in season one they call him Gillette. But uh, he's like, wouldn't since they all paid you, they should all know, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, but they all no have the right to say that they slept with me. No <laughs> one's ever gonna say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Because if one of them calls the other one out, then they all get called out. They all know what they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And they can all just say that they did it. And Still. everyone can live their lie. Like the amount of money that she made, though, like it was like twenty thousand dollars or oh, something yeah. ridiculous. Like the amount of money she made off that was nuts. Thirty-six men. And it's funny because even Gillette had a number, and they're like, "But aren't you gay?" Is Cyril's like, "Aren't you gay?" And he's like, "Yeah." But nobody's that gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was still going to sleep with her. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. She's a, Even if he's 37th in line, he's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, so that's how, in this show, that's how, like, unbelievably attractive she must be mm. to get a gay guy to sleep with her. <laughs> After 37 other men has have done 36, that. Yeah. Yeah. He was number 37, I think. Oh, well, there you go. I, I watched that episode, like, twice today because I forgot what happened for some reason and then randomly pam and lana get like sex it up together yeah pam and pam's the only one that actually well she was number one so she got she she held that right she legitimately had sex with lana which is weird like she was just lana was way too cool with it i don't mind I, you can do whatever you want to but like i they think never... uh there's there's probably constantly a difference between the fluidity of sexuality between men and women yeah i mean yeah that's fair but it's just, that's not one that you i know picture us we, yeah but us as men we we couldn't see us being like fucking like feeling guilty for another for a, another bisexual man for not being able to have sex with somebody we wouldn't feel guilty about being like sorry yeah but it's just, it, there's no, I mean, I think it's kind of weird because there's no I hinting. I shouldn't say anything like that because I have no idea anything about what women think about. Sure. Or, there's just no hinting that she was even, she's only ever been with dudes from season, which by the way, she's like half naked in the entire season. Oh, the entire season. Like yeah. constantly just running around in her underwear. <laughs> but like she never hinted once that she might be bisexual, but then she's just like suddenly like dropping pants. Like, all right, let's do this. And she, okay. she might not be. Yeah. I guess there's always a possibility. Always a possibility. It's still weird to think. That makes it even weirder to think about. <laughs> so that aside, the other half of that story um, was that Nikolai's mad at Mallory and his biggest, mainly because she didn't mention that he might have a son up until now, and then mentioning that it's not even 
a hundred percent his. It could be somebody else's. Yeah. And so his master plan is to have Archer kidnapped and a microchip, microchip, microchip implanted in his brain to control him. And so, welcome back, our weird German old guy and eighteen-year-old assassin people. <laughs> Fucking kidnap him and uh, get it implanted in his head, like legitimately implant a microchip, micro in his head with a rusty ass drill and like yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what if one of you lets me go I'll let you give me a hand job that alone blew me away <laughs> like he's strapped down to a table about to get a drill put in his head and he's trying to get them to jerk him off <laughs> let you give me preferably the girl <laughs> At that point, if, if I mean, well, if you know what's going to happen, you might as well fucking fuck with them, I guess. That's fair, you know? At least try. Just piss them off as much as you can at that point. Yeah, no pain from trying. Um, but yeah, so they get the microchip put in. Sorry, the microchip. The microchip. They get that put in there. And uh, you find out from the Russian scientist that it, it does, it's not working. <laughs> And it fucking sucks. He's like, yeah, so he's like, I thought you worked out all the problems. And he's like, well, we worked out the major problem. I love that. You didn't come talk to me first. We, I told you that there was no, I told you there was many problems with this. Micro- and then he gets a gun pointing his fist. Yeah, no, there, there are some problems with this. <laughs> it's like the most notable one, I think, is the fact that it only works in a small window and the satellite is right above him <laughs> and then like once that passes by it's just it doesn't fucking work at all other than the fact that cell phone frequencies make it hurt <laughs> was it the cell phone that puts him in a homicidal rage yeah, or was it's it it's a cell phone if the cell phone goes off <laughs> <laughs> really bad microchip <laughs> very bad microchip so like they just <laughs> They just leave them alone. Like, they, like nothing happened. Yeah, they don't even, they just disregard the entire thing. Yeah. And then so he's like, cell phone goes off because his mom calls and he finally picks up and like it puts him to his homicidal rage and he wants to kill his mother now. And so he, there's a cleaver there. So he picks that up and then he's just got like this fucking trench coat drenched in cow blood for whatever reason. Mother. Yeah. And he's on his way to kill his mom. Mother. I want to grill cheese. No, no, he's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want to grill cheese. It's not even that. It's like, I want you to grill me a cheese. cheese. She's like, I will not grill you a cheese. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest encounter of all time. I think they start talking about how shitty she is as a mom or something like that. Yeah, they have a moment. Well, no, this is like, and then the cell phone goes off again, and then he tries to kill her. Yeah, and she shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Like, perfect. Like, after the shining, I think they were kind of like touched yeah, to the shining. Yeah. Because he's like cleaving through the door and like. There were a couple movie references in that last episode. Yeah. So she ends up putting a couple bullets in him. And then that's when they have the like kind of sort of mother daughter, mother daughter, mother son moment. Yeah. <laughs> really horrible moment. It was horrible. Horrible moment. Cyril lost his mind after thinking that uh, 
37 men fucked his ex-girlfriend. Oh, is that the spite? Is that the full metal jacket scene? Yes. Yeah. Whenever he's sitting in the bathroom with his underwear on and just has his undershirt and underwear. Mm -hmm. Seven, six, two, millimeter, full metal jacket. Someone's in there! (laughs) (laughs) Like, finally snaps. Yeah. (laughs) Just that, I mean... Honestly, I I just watched Full Metal Jacket a few years ago, and I, I didn't get the reference whenever it happened. So seeing it made my fucking day for some reason. Again, though, like, why is he acting this way when he has slept with so many women? So many women. <sighs> Blackmailed or otherwise. I think he has a... I think he has a, he has a self-image problem. Uh, he's got many problems because it's he, he's I remember in season two he starts saying that he doesn't like he has a sex addiction problem right which no even one... even a lot of you know actual therapists are like that's not a thing right let me let me help you here it's you have a horrible self-image and sex is the only thing that makes you feel better right it's not an addiction, it's a mental problem. It's coping. Yeah, it's coping. Yeah. But it uh I mean it's, it goes from sex to even touching himself in later episodes, like he does it later seasons, yeah, he you know, jerking off all of that stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. he it plays on the sex addiction thing, but he's just he's just gotta gotta do it. Yeah. Get it out of the system or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, still like it's it, I mean, come on now. <laughs> No offense to anybody who might have a sex addiction. There was a helpline. Somewhere. It's called Pornhub. There you go. Everyone's okay. willing to accept. <laughs> Sounds good to... Okay. <laughs> I was helping the world one I person. I looked at, at my phone like, do I need to look up the sex addiction hotline or something? Is I'm there a sex addiction hotline? I'm curious now that you mentioned it. Oh my god. There probably is. Please let there be a sex addiction hotline. Is it just like, what if it's like a, like, you know how you can call it? It's women. a behavior health group. Wow. Well, you, whatever you choose to call it, it sounds like an orgy to me. God damn. Or is that the misbehavioral health group? <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's no specific hotline for sex addiction. Hotline bling. That's, is that a joke? <laughs> We're an hour and 22 minutes in, man. I'm running out of shit to say. Is that, is that a joke? <laughs> is that what Drake was talking about? The sex addiction hotline. <laughs> All right. All right. So I think that wraps it up for Archer season one. What's your favorite character so far? Uh, I think it's... It's a, I don't know. It's a good tie between like Krieger and Jeray. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely a tie between the two of those. I don't like Lana because everyone's like, oh, she's so normal. And it's like, she's got the worst anger I've ever seen out of anybody ever. She's not normal at all. <laughs> not at all. She's just as fucked up as the rest of them. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. This has been almost professional. Um, if you're curious about what we're going to be doing next week, it's going to be the first at first season, right? I believe it's the first season. First season of One Punch Man, so if you want to watch it beforehand, go for it. 
Um, other than that, I'm Jacob. And I'm Cole. And we appreciate it.